and welcome to episode 8 of The Research Field, the podcast from Chagast for everyone interested in agriculture, crops, the environment, food, horticulture, forestry and rural development research in Ireland. Presented by me, science journalist Sean Duke and produced with Katrina Boyle, science communication and outreach officer at Chagosk. Today we'll hear the third of three interviews I did with Chagos scientists who attended the BT Young Scientist and Technology Show back in January where they explained the importance of their research to the students, the teachers and the general public. Our topic in this episode is how genetics is being deployed to make the Irish national dairy herd both more productive and more environmentally sustainable. Sinead McParland is a quantitative geneticist based at the Animal and Grassland Research and Innovation Centre in Moorpark. She told me about her plans to select animals that produce less emissions and produce more milk for less grass and to incorporate this into the Economic Breeding Index which has been used since 2001. The beauty of using genetics to achieve these goals, Sinead told me, is that changes to the national herd are permanent and they come at no extra cost. Now just in terms of say the dairy industry, uh, maybe give me an idea of how it might, genetics or breeding might actually help to make it more sustainable. Well, genetics, as we always say, is permanent and cumulative. So any improvements you make this generation are built upon the following generation and the following generation after that. So um, anything we send in the right direction in terms of sustainability, uh, we can continue to build upon generation after generation. And in terms of dairy, it is quite unsustainable in terms of uh, its emissions, I guess, and various other, you know, the energy it uses. So we need to target it in terms of reducing its environmental impact. Yeah, so one area I'm working in at the moment is looking to actually capture the emissions cows are producing themselves individually across the national herd. It's a figure that we have difficulty getting getting the data on. Um, capturing methane emissions from animals is really very labour intensive, really only able to do in a research environment, um, such as in Chagas Moor Park or through respiration chambers, for example. Um, and doing it that way, you get very low throughput, which means you get numbers on small amounts of animals. So my research is looking at actually being able to capture the data on the national herd through national milk reporting. How would you do that? Little sensor on each animal? or No, not at all. It's, it's really very simple. So at the moment, half the national dairy herd are uh, what we call milk reported. So what happens is a sample of milk is taken from that animal between four and 12 times across its lactation. So this is half the dairy herd, um, between four and 12 times across lactation, we have a measure of how much milk that animal is producing. And that's what dairy farmers are using it for. It's to tell us how much fat and protein the animals are producing. But my research is telling us that we can use this milk sample to tell us an awful lot more about the animal. So when it's just going through its routine um, milk reporting, so the, the, the sample is taken from the dairy farm, it's sent to a lab, it's put through a machine, and that machine tells you the fat and protein. But we're using that machine now, or the data coming from that machine, to tell us how much methane the animal has predicted, what different types of fat are in the milk, what different types of protein are in the milk, and even how much energy the cow has taken in in her diet to produce that Brilliant. milk. Brilliant, so you can get a methane reading from each animal? Potentially, potentially, yeah. So initial research has shown us that this is potentially uh, viable. Uh, my research now is looking at doing this on the national herd um, 
validating what we've already done with more records um, through the Moorpark Research Database and then applying it nationally um, through milk reporting. So the main thing at the moment is lack of data. So for us to put anything in the breeding goal, to breed towards anything, we need it, firstly we need the, that trait to be uh, what we call heritable. So we need the variation in the trait to be passed from parent to offspring. Secondly, we need variation in the population. So we need animals who are good and animals who are bad. And thirdly, we need to be able to record this on animals that are being bred um, so that we can see which direction we are moving in. The problem with emissions at the moment is we know it is heritable, so we know we can pass variation from parent to offspring. We have an idea it is variable, so we have an idea there are good emitters and bad emitters or animals emitting more than each other, say, to produce the same amount of milk. Um, we just can't measure it on the national herd. Um, so that is where this research fits in. So by being able to capture this information um, and getting it on the national herd, which is really important, because when you get it on the national herd, it means you're getting the good and the bad, uh, which is really, really important for us so that we can select from the good going forward. Um, and then when we have that information, we can start putting it into the breeding goal. So our breeding goal, the Economic Breeding Index, the EBI, currently selects animals who are the most profitable in your herd. Um, and we've been doing that for a while. We've been doing that. Um, we've been selecting on the EBI since 2001. Um, and the majority of dairy farmers in the country do use this uh, um, as a tool to select their animals. So this, this information would be really powerful in terms of maybe helping us to control emissions, agricultural emissions. So if we select the, the, the smaller emitters or the less emitters. Absolutely. The beauty of doing things through genetics is um, it, it, it's been done. Um, so when, when you are selecting through genetics, you're not adding anything to the diet. It's not costing you extra money. Um, and as a, as, as a nation, we can say that we are selecting more environmentally friendly animals. Which and is it's, really not it's not a once-off. It's not a once-off, no. As I, as I said at the beginning, we're building, we, when you start to select, when something goes into the EBI, you are selecting on it um, generation after generation. So the animals are getting better and better um, going into the future. Maybe tell me a little bit about some of your other work. So as part of this as well, um, another aspect of it is to predict intake of animals. So again, in terms of um, sustainability, we want the animals who are producing the most amount of milk from the least amount of input, if we can. Um, so again, we're having difficulty in the national herd capturing which animals and how much animals record. It's easier to do um, maybe across the continent when they're in housed conditions. In Ireland, where we're grazing our animals for the majority of the year, it is very difficult to capture the, the amount of grass a cow is eating. But similar to how we're going to be capturing the emissions of the animal, the milk sample is going to tell us how much energy um, the cow has taken in through her diet. And we're capturing that through the relationship between the fats and uh, etc. in the milk um, sample. And that's, that could help economically, I suppose, or environmentally too? Absolutely. Um, in terms of economics, you are now producing more milk from less grass. So that is um, really positive. That's all for this episode. As ever, we'd be delighted to get your feedback, suggestions or comments. If you'd like to get in touch with me, please email me, Sean Duke, presenter of the research field at seancduke at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could support the show by rating it or reviewing it on the iTunes podcast platform. And it's also available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts and Radio Public. And I'd just like to wish you all the very best in these difficult days until we meet again next week. 
And until then, it's goodbye from all of us here at the Research Field. <laughs>